Episode 3, the podcast for the everyday coach. Each week we interview coaches, sports industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you beyond the X's and O's on your quest to achieve peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams that you coach. You know, I look at mentorship as more than just people who are obvious mentors, but you know, just kind of watching around you, watching uh, you know, the way people act towards one another, and you can just put that into your everyday life. It goes such a long way, uh, personally and professionally. Our guest today is Adam Manning. Adam is the founder of SoccerOffice.com and SportsOffice365.com. He grew up in the small town of Ridgely, Maryland, playing soccer and tennis competitively as a teenager. He always had wanted to work in sports. He spent his former years coaching soccer up and down the East Coast. After obtaining his bachelor's degree from Salisbury University, Adam launched SoccerOffice.com. He noticed that the administrative and customer service side of sports was often poorly managed or neglected. Soccer Office has the ability to give sports organizations a fully staffed virtual office. With the same issues in all sports, Soccer Office has grown into Sports Office 365. Adam resides in Salisbury, Maryland with his wife and three boys. Adam, that's your bio. Did we miss anything? Is there any blanks you we need to fill in? No, no, that was pretty comp- comprehensive. I, uh, I appreciate you inviting me on your show. Well, Adam, when we, when we get into our Peak Performance Mentor, we like to talk about mentors because we know that mentors matter. They help us expand our vision. They help us see further. They help us stretch our horizons. They help us see more by uncovering the blind spots that we have. And they help us see clearly to discover the best path for our success. And I know that you're having some great successes with Soccer Office right now. Can you share with us one or two of your mentors and how did they help you grow to where you are now? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I've been blessed to have a lot of mentors come in and out of my life. And uh, the first one that really comes to mind and uh, you know, I can take a lot of lessons from was my father. Um, he was an entrepreneur and he was a coach. He was a teacher. He was all of these different things. Um, but he, he showed me how to work and how to always be serving in one way or another. And uh, what I probably took from him the most was, was the kindness that he gave no matter what situation he was in. Um, I was lucky enough and, you know, it, it kind of goes into why I, why I do what I do right now with, uh, you know, the, the kind of off hours sports stuff and, and, uh, coaching and, you know, it's, it's a whole different lifestyle. Um, but I grew up as my dad's assistant from the age of six going to weddings as he was a professional photographer. And, uh, you know, you have to be a hundred percent selfless to do that job. Um, you're you're totally trying to make uh, these these two people's day that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. You know, not only are you capturing that image that uh, they're going to be looking at forever, but there's a lot of little things that you can do along the way. And there's a lot of uh, things that you know problems that will happen, and you can be prepared for them before they happen. Um, and and in particularly, he always had 
you know, back in the day, you know, all the cameras, they came in Pelican cases and on those big gray cases with the foam inside of them. And he always had this little one, and it was just random stuff, you know, bobby pins for, for when their hair messes up and just, you know, every type of battery that anyone could possibly ever need for anything. And uh, that's, uh, you know, was he trying to teach me those things at the time? Definitely not. Um, but it was by example, and you know, I was lucky enough to you know really pay attention and say, man, you know, there's there's really no excuse to have different types of accidents without having a solution. Um, and so, uh, you know, I look at mentorship as more than just people who are obvious mentors, but you know, just kind of watching around you, watching uh, you know the way people act towards one another, and you can just put that into your everyday life, it goes such a long way, uh, personally and professionally. I, I, I'm, there's, I'm, I'm wrote down a couple of things that you said that I think are, so, are very powerful that need to be heard. Uh, always be servicing others, always being prepared, no excuses, watching what's not going on around you, and that, those are just the lessons from your father. How about as you, as you start to grow into your business and, and you've had maybe through your college or your formative years, was there a mentor that sticks out with you and uh, what lessons did you learn from them? <clears throat> so uh, I, would, I would have to turn directly to uh, Joe Macknick and Barbara Macknick. Um, they're the founders of Number One Soccer Camps. Um, I've known them since I was 13 years old. Uh, because I went to their camp. Um, you know, my dad had known about the camp because my older brother had went to it, and you know, all of a sudden I was, hey, you're going to be a goalkeeper, and there's this path for you to, you know, play, you know, through through high school. And uh, you know, my my dad wanted to give me those tools, so he sent me to this camp. The founder of the camp taught one of the lessons. You know, really resonated with me. It was a very technical soccer camp. Um, so I didn't just go and play goalkeeper. I learned what I was doing and why I was doing it and exactly how it needed to be done and how I needed to train after that week. So from the first moment of Joe Macknick and Barbara Macknick uh, being in my life, it was, it was an immediate effect because all of a sudden I was a really good goalkeeper because I paid attention and, and did what they told me to do. So I was a four-year camper, then I went to be a staff going into college, and then uh, at the age of 23, they gave me a license to be a regional director to run my own soccer camps. And this is really where the story begins because I was a soccer coach, and now all of a sudden I was in a soccer business. And there's a lot of things that go into that and a lot of uh, just, again, details that need to be need to be done and they were there to, to help guide myself and the other four or five regional directors that uh, you know that they entrusted with their brand but uh, you know, Barbara ran the office out of their house for 30 plus years and Joe focused on the the on-field side of it so they divided and conquered and I think that's a lot of why they were successful um, you, you can't be everybody you can't be everything to everyone and that's what a lot of us are trying to do on a regular basis. So, uh, you know, before we got on the call, we were talking about scaling. We were talking about all these different things that are the greatest thing to happen, but you also have to be ready for them.
Um, so it, it, it's been very nice to have specialized sports professionals that understand the coaching side of it and understand the admin side of it and how important that is uh, from a time before technology existed. And then to be able to, you know, I, I was a part of all of that as the Internet came about, as, you know, all of a sudden people can sign up online and just all of these different innovative things. And, um, you know, to, to have pioneers such as, such as them in the soccer business world um, was, you know, I was at the right place at the right time with, with really good people that uh, you know, I'm lucky to still be, be in contact with today. Great lesson to be heard, and I, I would just want our coaches to to hear what you had to say there because I think it is it is so powerful for them to hear this message that you just shared that you can't be everything to everyone. And you, you know, I think you, Adam, you and I even talked about this uh, <laughs> when we were up in uh, Minneapolis that so often that coaches are stuck trying to do everything and they're losing sight of what they really want to work on. And so as a, as a coach, when you're out there, who can you find? Who can you, who can you lean on? Who can you find within your organization or your group that is really good at helping and doing the customer service so you can focus on the coaching and doing the aspects of coaching? And so I, I thank you for just sharing that because I think there's really a lot of value that you shared with us. Hey, let's take this to halftime with Boyd. And so we just want to take our halftime to – help improve the performance uh, of our second half by asking a few uh, very rapid-fire questions. And uh, knowing that you had some really good mentors uh, physically in life, there's sometimes uh, situations where we don't necessarily have somebody there physically, but we can pick up a really good book and, and gain some knowledge and some insight there. So could you recommend a book to us that, that you have read or are currently reading and why – that particular book. I, so I've been reading a few lately. Um, the one that I'm reading right now, and uh, hopefully it's appropriate, um, but it's, I can't remember the author right off the top of my head, but it's Get Your SHIT Together. And it's, it's kind of <laughs> one of those where, uh, you know, it's, it's an in-your-face book of saying, hey, you know, I know you got things to do, but you need to take care of these other underlying issues so that you can actually go do what you have to go do. And it, it's, uh, it's, it's a fun read because, you know, it's the, even just the language of how they go about it makes, makes you laugh because it's, you know, unfortunately most of it's true. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's nice when you can just level, you know, a book can just level with you and say, hey, yeah, we know what's going on here. You need to you need to get your stuff together, and yeah, somebody to, somebody to lay it out at you that way is nice from time to time. Oh, absolutely. Get, uh, that's a great title. It is. <laughs> of, of, of a book. It, it made me buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kid. It made me you know stop and say, hey, what's this all about? And uh, then to find out that it's got all kinds of great stuff packed inside of it, uh, along with good reading. Uh, there are things that uh, John Maxwell says that our daily success uh, comes from our daily agenda. And uh, I would like to know a personal habit or a ritual that you do every day that contributes to your success that may help our listeners. Uh, something that I've been doing for about the past three months that I swear by, and Jamie in the office, I'm 
always telling him and he's rolling his eyes at me. But uh, six out of seven days a week, you know, every now and again I won't get it in, but ten minutes of meditation uh, of just turning the brain off really allows me to turn it back on with clarity. Uh, you know, it's between that and getting my schedule right the night before, if I do both of those things, then I'm smooth sailing that day. But if I wake up and I haven't done either of those things, then, um, you know, my day is not going to be as smooth as I want it to be. Great advice on a daily habit. And it really does, when you take time to meditate, it brings back clarity uh, the minute that you're back in the game. It's uh, it, it's very interesting how that works, but it does. Uh, what do you what do you think uh, about a favorite quote? Do you have a favorite quote, and who's it by? Sure, I I do not remember who it's by, um, but it's it's easier to do something that seems hard because less people are trying to do it, and that is what I base a lot of you know my decision making on is. You know, is this something that I can actually make work, and are there a million people trying to do it? Um, you know, it's I'm a big fan of going after a niche, so that's uh, <laughs> that's a lot of my my level of thinking uh, when it comes to saying, hey, as far as I know, I'm only going to be here for one life, um, so I'm not I'm not going to try to waste it and just go with what everybody else is doing. Well, that's good. That's good. Don't be a duplicator. And exactly. Exactly. I've got I've got one last question for you, so we can get back out on the field for our second half. But the last question is, what is your measuring stick to achieve peak performance in this season of your life? Mm, that is a good one. My measuring stick right now would be to continue on a steady path with my current ventures <laughs> and and not neglect my family that would be my honest answer and you know there's there's wake up calls on a regular basis and uh, you know there's <laughs> it's it's hard to build something in, like we're trying to build and and not sacrifice along the way so I'm on a weekly basis, you know, really looking at, hey, what am I doing the next week and making sure that I'm I'm there for the most important things in my life. Yeah, that's gold right there. Let's move right into our second half, and I'm going to uh, flip it back over to Christy. <laughs> Great stuff, guys. So as we go into the second half, this is where we like to talk about learning from adversity and failure. Thomas Edison is quoted as saying, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that wouldn't work. Now, Adam, you shared with us a little bit about it's easy to do something hard because few people are doing it. In mm -hmm. realizing that, you've had to have come across a few failures along the way trying to figure out how to do something that was hard but found the way to be successful in doing it. Where have you failed and what, and what did you learn through that failure that led to your success? Oh, so many failures. I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> so I get, I'm, I'm going to kind of take the line of things. Things truly do happen for a reason. Um, I 
I failed the first time that I went to college. Uh, you know, I was all over the place. I went to numerous schools, didn't really, you know, know what I wanted to do with myself. Um, it was just really floating around and uh, ended up in Salisbury and decided to, to go on the coaching track. And that wasn't, you know, from a lot of people's point of views, uh, that would have been looked at as a failure because I started something and I didn't finish it. And I, I truly didn't have any plans of going back. And uh, my ventures and where I am today would not be possible if I would not have failed the first time at college. Um, I went back to college um, to you know, just really go and... <laughs> Uh, you know, have the degree so that I could walk into an interview if I wanted to get a job. I wanted to work in professional sports, but, uh, you know, it says bachelor's degree before you can step out there. So, um, I, you know, I always had the mindset that I didn't need it and that I could get by without it. I decided to go back, uh, created my own degree based around sports management, uh, entered a competition with soccer office, and got $14,000 third place and uh, an initial seed investor in soccer office. So none of that would have been possible because it was a student competition. And then we went on to win another competition and get $25,000. And so all of a sudden, we're a part of a bigger story than my own failure. You know, I, yes, I failed at college the first time. I went back in my, in my low 30s, finished, but... Uh, it, it was the right time for me to be there, and uh, that's that's always allowed. Uh, anytime something goes wrong, for me to not get so upset to the point that it's going to uh, not knock me down. It, you know, it might it might budge me a little bit, but I'm not going to let it get to me so much to the point where uh, we can't move forward or you know, just you know how it is. You get that devastating blow. And it's like, could I ever get back from this? And it's always like, now, now it's yes. You can definitely always get back because there's a bigger picture here. This is just a small little piece of, of something that's, that's much bigger. And as, as we know, persistence focused on the same goal, you can't fail. It, you will get through eventually. And we're living proof of that. You know, six months ago, we're like, man, why don't people want what we do? And and now it's starting to pick up, and it's it's only going to get better if we continue to serve others. Boyd, I don't know if you heard it, but I just heard a value bomb, shall we say. Persistence focused on the same goal will never lead to failure. And Adam, that, that, that there sums up everything that you've talked about, that you're staying persistent at the same goal. And we know that coaches, coaches by the nature of, this, of what we do, that we're coaching a sport. There is going to be winning and losing. There's going to be successes and failures. And it's, it's being persistent. And every time you step on the field with your athletes, every time you step on, on, onto, the coaching, onto the practice field, every time you sit there and question what you're doing as a coach, stay persistent in what you're doing. And I mean, that, that there alone was worth the uh, talking with you today. Um, with that, I'm going to turn this right over to Boyd, and let's go into the locker room. Okay, as we're walking into the locker room, yes, I did catch that. Persistence focus on the same goal will never lead to failure. 
And what that made me think of right off the bat, and I just finished writing it down for myself, was follow one course until successful. Can you share with us, Adam, an aha moment that you have had in your journey? Sure, sure. And it's uh, this this one, the the overall understanding of sports administration and the understanding that all of the giant businesses are going after uh, the registration management systems. Um, it's a trend. I, I remember starting to see it come through, you know, five, ten years ago. It slowly started going to the point where, uh, you know, once one started getting given away for free, I thought that it was going to die out. And, oh, well, people are just going to go for the free one. But that was certainly not the case. Um, and my aha moment was realizing that all of these companies were willing to invest in the technology and the development costs and the duplicatable pieces um, to, to get people on their platform and get them to stay there. And that was, that was how they were going to make money. But no one was going to do it for them. Um, you know, some of the companies, I think, do a better job with support and training than others. But again, no one was stepping in and saying, oh, and then you can also, um, you know, have these, have these other services where we'll do it for you. And what I've learned over the past two years is they still don't want to. They know we exist. They see what we're doing, and they're like, eh, go for it. Have fun. Um, we, we like what you're doing, but we don't want to do it. And that aha moment just keeps pushing us to keep growing and to, um, you know, put as much time and as much energy uh, into this project because uh, we feel that it's the way of the future. We feel that this is going to allow sports in America for the coaches to actually do a better job. And when the 20-year-olds are, you know, have 20 years of experience, that's going to lead to hopefully a, a, a bigger and more effective education system as a coach to being that teacher to getting the athlete to where they need to be. So if I can continue bringing the administration and taking that load off for coaches, hopefully that will help sports in general. What are, some, what are some of the most exciting things that's taken place for you today? Uh, we, we are partnering with, with some big names, um, other – big announcement is going to come from Solving Soccer here in the next week, 10 days, um, that, uh, that I think a lot of people are going to be excited about. So those would probably be the, the two biggest um, you know, pieces of news in my world right now. And we're going to leave people hanging right there so that they'll keep coming back for some more <laughs> goodies for, uh, for what's taking place with you guys at uh, Soccer Office and uh, Sports Office 365. But before we jump out of the locker room here, here is one last question that uh, deserves a little bit of time. What do our listeners need to know that you know in order for them to grow? They, they need to always put themselves in the other person's shoes. You know, what, whatever you're dealing with, um, you know, don't, don't put that out on the world, on the other people. Um, because you don't know what they're dealing with. And uh, if, if everybody acted that way in the world, then we wouldn't have any problems. 
Well, it sounds like just from the way you answered that question is there's a lot of selflessness in approaching things the way that you guys do. Well, we have to. We're, we we become part of their organization, and um, you know that's that's how we we are able to show value. And you know, our hope is to to give them time to you know, <laughs> not have to spend evenings or writing emails and answering phone calls and doing all of those things that traditionally come with being on a, a volunteer soccer board or a volunteer sports board. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we just think that everybody can win. Everybody can win. And thank you for uh, just a couple of really good nuggets in the locker room. And uh, let's go back to Christian for some post-game. Adam, once again, thank you for taking the time to spend with us. And I want to I want to highlight you a little bit right now and what you guys are doing. And and people, I I've known Adam for just a short period of time through my association with him with so- Solving Soccer Alliance. And and that's maybe I'll, I'll give that website for you guys. That that is SolvingSoccer.com. And there's some great things that are going to be start coming from the SolvingSoccer.com Alliance. But I also know Adam that what you are doing is needed within the youth sports market and it is needed because it allows the coaches to get back to coaching. So what we need to know is where do we find out more about what you're doing and get in touch with you? Sure. No, I appreciate it. Uh, You can check us out online at socceroffice.com or sportsoffice365.com. Um, and you can actually set up a meeting with me directly from those websites. I have a Calendly link right on there. But, uh, you know, there's there's that. Feel free to shoot me an email at adam at soccerauffice.com. Sure. So, what, Adam, why, why don't you just give us a quick 50,000-foot view exactly what you do at Soccer Office? Sure. So we provide administrative services for sports organizations. Um, so we can answer your phone as you with our call center technology. Uh, we can answer your email as you as well. Um, we can manage your website, registration, social media, sponsorships, um, as well as any other custom work, surveys, stuff like that. Um, but we're, we, we can give a full virtual office, fully staffed from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday to Friday. And if I'm correct in, in saying this, you guys are, are, are fully adept at any type of registration platform and helping a club or an organization with the registration platforms they're using? Cor- correct. We, we uh, do not use our own software. We, we use whatever you're using, uh, or we can, we can help, uh, help you find something that works for you. And that's what I love about you guys is that you go to where they're at. You're not asking them to, to change what they're doing. You're just helping them do what they do better. And yep. Our goal is to organize and amplify. Right. Fantastic. Adam, again, thank you for taking uh, this time to be with us on the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast. You've, you've got brought some great value to, to the day, and I think you've dropped some really important lessons that, that our coaches can use as they move forward in up-leveling what they're doing on the field. Thanks for having me, Christian. This has been Christian DeVries and Boyd Hamlin on the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, where we go beyond the X's and O's in order to connect, inspire, equip, and propel you and your teams towards peak performance 
in today's competitive environment.